Katie Kay, continuing from the campus of Grove City College. Delighted to have you listening today. An important day for Pennsylvania politics, particularly on the Republican side, as five senatorial candidates will debate here tonight. And they are the five leaders when you look at the numbers in terms of where they stand right now. There's no question. They are the big players in the Republican Party running for the U.S. Senate seat that's been held by Pat Toomey. Joined right now by Paul Kengor. He is a political science professor here at Grove City College. Paul, it's great to have you on KDK. Thanks for your time. Rick, it's so good to be with you. This is my uh, hometown station, and I love KDKA, and it's it's good to be back. Well, we're glad to have you here. So give us a sense. If, if you were to say you know, that the things that matter most to Republicans right now, what do you think those things are when it comes to electing a senator? Well, you know, it's interesting. If you would have asked me this two days ago, my answer would be different because uh, the big story, the elephant in the living room, is what happened with the Supreme Roe Court. Roe v. Wade, sure. Roe v. Wade. And it's really interesting that the numbers on this race, so it's been Oz and McCormick in the mid-20s, right, 2020. 25%. And I guess maybe about two polls ago, Kathy Barnett was around 10.8. Uh, Sands was around 10. The very latest poll has Oz McCormick and Barnett all around 20. Right. And in fact, I think Barnett is around 18. And the question tonight, she has the most compelling personal narrative. She is a woman who was conceived by by rape. Her mother was raped when her mother As was 11 12 years old. As a 12 or a 13, right. Yeah, Very yeah. young. So it's right. a- absolutely extraordinary. And so for that that question is going to come up tonight. Sure it will. You know, Greta will ask it, and it's on everybody's minds. In fact, when I went in a class day, this was our, actually, our final regular class day at Grove City College for the semester was today. And um, I had two courses, one on Marxism, one on major European governments. And as soon as I walk in, the students have their hands up. They want to talk about the Roe sure. decision and the leak of the of the story. So it's going to play right into this debate tonight. And really, it's kind of tailor-made for Kathy Barnett to have a chance to, to pick up more ground. Frankly, I have a hard time, Rick, picturing her getting the nomination. But um, but what's happened in the last 24 to 48 hours really, really helps her. She was on my program probably a month ago and was just talking about not only her story, but her failed attempt to run for office before and what she learned from that. You know, she I wouldn't consider her a political insider, would you? But I mean, no. you know, compared to maybe the others, Dr. Oz has never sought office before. Right. Right? right. I mean, so, you know, Carla Sands has been an ambassador. But would you call that a political? That's an appointment more than it's an elected office. Right. Right. So, right. you know, it, it, from that standpoint, maybe she has a bit more in terms of a, a political uh, bent than some of the others do. How do you handicap the rest of the field? I mean, we know about Oz. But you know, the other thing that Barnett said was, I'm running against some carpetbaggers. That was right. literally right. the term that she used. Yeah, yeah. People moving back. And Sands, I think, could be put in that same category, too, moving back from California to run for office in Pennsylvania. Why? Why is there so much interest? Is it because... It is such a powerful up-for-grabs position right now in terms of Pennsylvania? Yeah, I think so. I've never seen it this even. And frankly, I didn't think it would be this way. I mean, about a year ago, we thought uh, Sean Parnell, this was probably his. In fact, I remember... I remember I was driving across the country with a family on vacation, and it was the time of what happened with Afghanistan. Right. And I heard Sean Parnell, I think, on Mark Levin's show, mm-hmm. and I, Mark Levin endorsed him right off. Donald and, Trump yeah, endorsed him as well. Endorsed him, and here's a guy who was you know, decorated Afghanistan, and I thought, wow, this is Parnell's to lose. Right. And then, and then, what happened to Parnell happened, and it suddenly became this wide open race. And as we've seen with Donald Trump, I mean, nowadays an outsider can win the presidency. Right of all things. And and the data on Trump's endorsements of people, it 
looks it looks like most of the people that he's endorsed have in fact won. Mm. Look what happened with JD Vance right. just in just Ohio. yesterday in Ohio. And of course um Trump endorsed Oz, which I don't know, Rick, I was kind of surprised by. Were, were you a, a little bit surprised by that? I think that when you look at it and you could draw some parallels between the two of them. I mean in terms of whether it's the Hollywood connection, right, whether right. it's just the entertainment connection sure, of things, sure. whether it is being an outsider and challenging the political establishment. I mean, there are some definite similarities in in that regard. That makes I think sense. Both of them are financially well off, but certainly Sands is not uh, doesn't have any shortage of money, and the same could be said for McCormick, right? I mean, these are not people who are wanting for for dollars in that standpoint. I thought that it might be McCormick because of the ties that he had to previous Republican administrations. However, maybe Trump saying, "Hey, you know what? We need to do away with." the entire establishment and just start from scratch. I, I don't know. I did too. And, and Trump, of course, has a thing about celebrity, mm-hmm. right? And um, Trump friends and people even like um, Sean Hannity right. of, of Fox News endorsed Oz. I got to say this too. I, I don't have a favorite in, in this race. It's one of the reasons I'll be really interested in paying, paying attention tonight. But we had, uh, we've had we had these candidates, at least Oz and McCormick here at Grove City College already right. in the last couple months. And Oz came here first. And I remember talking to the president of our college, Republicans, Aaron Riggleman, really good kid. And I said, hey, what did you think? And, and he said, I got to tell you, he was much more personable and likable than I thought. He talked to all of us. He looked us in the eye. He was genuinely interested in us. He didn't, didn't act like a carpetbagger. Right. He wasn't big time in anybody, right? No, I've heard no, people no, he say wasn't. that too. Right, he that he's just—he's not big time in anybody. Yeah, and that—and you know—that's the kind of personality that you need. So it's not just a, a, a TV developed personality; it seems a legitimate personality. So at this point, I—I I, I put my money on on Oz or McCormick. But again, the latest numbers with Barnett, she's really kind of surged. In the what last about the weeks. two we've not talked about? What about Bardos? What about Sands? Is, is there a place for them? Do they sort of have a chance to, I don't want to say be kingmaker in terms of throwing their support behind and somebody as it, as it gets down to that point? Does, does that make a difference? I saw Bartos at the Pennsylvania Leadership Conference mm-hmm. last month. I was really impressed. Did very him. well. Really well. Yeah. I, I, re- I really liked his personality. And Sands kind of reminds me of Carly Farina. Interesting. Of, 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 of California, right? Yeah. Who um, you listen to her, it's like, okay, I'm impressed. You know, this is somebody, um, California kind of big tech, uh, Silicon Valley right. sort of business savvy. And, uh, and, and you like her and she makes a lot of sense. So it's hard to imagine, though, her actually getting it, right? Uh, it, she almost seems like somebody who's running right now as an outsider, maybe get some, some experience, maybe poised to run for, to something, run for else. something else. Yeah, which, which often happens. But as Barack Obama proved back in 2008, I mean, Obama never thought he was going to be the nominee in 2008. That was right. Hillary Clinton's election. And he was running to get a little bit of experience. He ends up getting the nomination, wins the presidency. Bill Clinton in 1992, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the infamous mm-hmm. seven dwarves, the, the seven Democratic candidates all running against George H.W. Bush right. in 91, who had a 91% approval rating. Nobody had a chance. And then after all of this, the recession and everything else, Bill Clinton's the last one left It's standing. the economy, dummy. It's right? the economy, yeah. and he ends up beating, I think it was like 43 to 36%. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Right. Ross Perot played a spoiler in that, but you never know. And may have taken away some votes, sure. Right, right. So you never know who could come in and change everything. So, yeah, I'm not going to write off um, Sands and Bartos either. Good stuff. Paul, thank you for coming by. 
Sure. Good Very to be much with appreciate you. it. Yeah, you Paul Kengor again teaches political science here at Grove City College. Today's the last day of class, but I think he'll still be in class. Pop quiz for anybody afterwards. You're not going to test us on the material, are no, you? No, I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Not the <laughs> students, but you. As long as I can audit your class, I'll be okay. <laughs> anyway, Paul, thanks for being here. All right. Thanks. We sure appreciate it. Hey, great it. stuff coming from a professor of political science here at Grove City College. And we've got a whole lot more yet to go as we take you through 6 o'clock here on KDK. Live from Grove City College, Rick Dayton, as we talk about the big debate coming up here on campus tonight.